had me. I had me. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. In the name of Allah, the beneficent, the merciful, I bear witness that there is no God but Allah. And I bear witness that Muhammad is his messenger. alaikum, my dear brothers and sisters, and once again, Ramadan Mubarak. This is your brother Abdul Mubakir Muhammad. We want to start by thanking Allah for allowing us once again to partake in this beautiful and blessed fast of Ramadan. We want to thank each and every one of you on the line with us and welcoming, welcome you. Thanking you for joining us on the Ramadan prayer line, the Umar Reflects. We pray that our time together will be beneficial and that it will aid us all in our growth and development as believers in Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala. We were blessed yesterday, my dear brothers and sisters, to hear from our brother Imam Siraj Wahaj. And he spoke on the verse in the Quran or ayat in the Quran wherein Allah says, O you who believe fasting is prescribed for you as it was prescribed for those before you that you might learn or gain taqwa or God consciousness. My brother, he said that if he had one complaint with the Ummah, it is that the Ummah does not do enough dawah. He said that when he was in the nation or back in the day, they called it fishing. Our brother mentioned how he and many others knocked on thousands of doors daily, weekly, introducing our people or the people to the faith of Islam. We want to pause and thank Allah for those brothers yesterday and today who went out after our people with this mighty word of Islam. We thank Allah for the soldiers today that are spreading the powerful word of Islam, going out with the Final Call newspaper. You see them in the cities, on the doors and on the corners. Our brother there reminded us, he said that Ramadan and Islam and fasting are not new. He mentioned how he was in a hotel and on one of his trips, and in the hotel there was a card that stated, when you care, it shows. And our brother said that the opposite is also true. When you don't care, it shows. And he then encouraged the Omar to care for the people, to care about humanity and to care about our neighbors. He closed by saying, let us care about humanity and invite them to this wonderful way of life called Islam. We thank our brother Imam Siraj Wahaj. We thank Allah for him and his work and his words of encouragement with us yesterday. Brothers and sisters, we thank Allah for our guest speaker today. To take us further into our program will be once again our beloved brother and friend, Brother Abdul Akbar Muhammad, Brother Akbar. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam, my brother. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. In the name of Allah, the beneficent, the merciful, I bear witness there is no God but Allah, and I bear witness that Muhammad is his messenger. First, let me thank Allah for blessing us to be able to get up this day and during this holy month of Ramadan to praise Allah and to thank him for all that we have. Thank him for those on this journey. 
I want to uh, start off with those that care where you ended up, my brother. Uh, and it is very important because the minister had uh, his help to make an announcement about traveling abroad and uh, traveling abroad at a dangerous time when nations are actually falling apart across the world. The problem of the world is there's not enough respect, love, and goodness in people. And people look for a way out uh, of doing good, which should be done. Ramadan is that month that will help you in the practice of doing good to others. There's a term, a wali, a person who is a wali is a friend. And a friend cares about those that he loves. And when Minister Farrakhan made the statement, I was blessed to talk to him about it. It's a statement of love and concern. If you're concerned with someone, you do things to help protect them. And the minister clearly showed me that what is going on now, uh, we need protection. And protection from an enemy who wants to destroy us, no doubt about it. So we have to stay out of the way of God's work. This is God's work. And as these nations you see in terrible difficulty, long talks on their money and will they get it back or will the money save the world as they're looking at it now. So I thank the minister and I thank them. I couldn't finish thanking him enough because we know by his work that he loves us and he will do what is necessary to protect us. And if God has shown him that there's great trouble coming, not only to this nation, but to the world, and we are in that world, he as our brother and great friend will do what is necessary to protect us and to protect this nation. Sometimes we may disagree, but in that disagreement, you have to know that the brother that you may be disagreeing with is the brother who is doing all that he can to protect us. There is an enemy out there, and that enemy wants to stop us from the good that Allah has blessed us to do. Imam Siraj, you said it right. We would go door to door. We would talk to people. We would try to help the drug addict and the alcoholic. We would try to help families. This is the good that we try to do to our, for our people, with our people. And so when the minister made this announcement, through his officials, he was doing what he had been doing mostly all of his life, saving the believers, helping the believers, helping us to stay on the right path. So I thank you, Brother Minister, for that conversation yesterday, because it's no doubt in my mind, it gave me a greater understanding of moves that are made, those moves that will help to save nations, not just our little nation, but nations across this world. And I want to close on this. The brothers and sisters throughout the world who listen to this program, un unbelievable, 25,000 different people from different nations and races and so forth, they're, they're trying to do the good that they can and to save our people. So I thank Allah that we have this line, that we can reach out to the world and offer the help, I have to say offer, can't give it to them. You offer the help that is needed to help us to build a nation, save our people and our children and our loved ones 
we have to continue to work on that. So this is a big thank you to our beloved minister because certainly he laid it out that he has to work to save our nation and the world because the enemy desires to destroy it. And the number one target of the, the enemy is the minister. That is the number one target. So I thank you very much, and uh, I'm looking forward to hearing the doc at the top of the clock. Thank you. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. We would now turn it over to our sister, Sister Nisa, who will introduce our guest speaker this morning, Sister Nisa. Assalamu alaikum. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Rahim. In the name of Allah, the beneficent and merciful, I bear witness is no God but Allah, and I bear witness Muhammad is his messenger. It really gives me great pleasure to introduce the summit to present to others our day three speaker every year. It is none other than the amazing Dr. Sophia Shabazz. Assalamu alaikum and Ramadan Mubarak. In the name of Allah, the beneficent, the merciful, I bear witness that there is no God but Allah and Muhammad is his messenger. This is the duck from the top of the clock with the sure truth and the clear evidence of the beauty of Islam. I am so grateful to be invited each year to share with the believers some words of encouragement and to add to the beautiful perspectives offered by members of our diverse yet united Ummah. Thank you, Sister Nisa, and all those involved with keeping this service going. Surah 3, Ayat 30 is translated, say, if you love Allah, follow me. Allah will love you and grant you protection from your sins, and Allah is forgiving, merciful. An essential quality that anyone must have to be an effective leader or servant is love. I examined the word love using the definitions listed in the complete dictionary of the Supreme Wisdom Lessons. A few of the definitions are to have a great attachment to and affection for, to have passionate desire, longing, and feelings for, God's benevolent attitude towards man, man's reverent attitude towards God, and the tennis reference that made me chuckle when you apply it to relationships, a score of zero. Some argue that love is the driving force behind all actions and further, that there is no hate without love. That is, opposition to something that is loved generates hatred. Throughout the Holy Quran, Allah warns us about having love for things that are in opposition to what Allah loves and commands us to do. I recall Imam Sultan Rahman Muhammad once reminding us that if you don't hate what Allah hates, Allah might hate you. That thought was terrifying to me. I often feel like many decisions we make from day to day are infused with nuance. So sometimes we play both sides to the middle. However, Allah warns us that the right way is clearly distinct from error. There are times when you can't straddle the fence, lest you risk finding yourself on the wrong side of Allah's wrath and the object of his hatred. You have to make a decision. This ayat makes it clear that there is no such thing as unconditional love. It sounds pleasant enough, but God, love creates a set of duties for the one who loves, and it is sustained by certain actions from the recipient of love. Here, there's a clear if-then relationship laid out. 
If you love Allah, then follow his messenger. If you follow his messenger, then Allah will love you and grant you protection from your sins. Who wouldn't want the creator of the heavens and the earth to love them? That sounds like a rhetorical question, but I'll offer a hypothesis. One of the most difficult relationships we have is the one we have with ourselves. We say a Muslim is not a Muslim until he wants for his brother what he wants for himself. But you can't properly demonstrate your love for anyone when you don't even love yourself. The facts of our condition make it clear that we don't love ourselves enough, nor do we think we are worthy of being the people of God's choice. Sister Nisa spoke about people suffering in silence with emotional pain that is not always apparent to an outside observer. Most of us have varying degrees of emotional difficulty that we are dealing with at any given time. Some of us are better at coping with those things than others. Many times, our bodies pay the price for our failure to address these issues. Some of my greatest frustration associated with being a physician comes from watching people I love relentlessly pursue death. There are some people who really had no idea what they should do to preserve their health, but there are lots more of us who do not love ourselves enough to make a considerable effort to stay alive and healthy. Numerous scientific studies have linked low self-esteem to unhealthy behaviors such as overeating, promiscuity, and substance abuse. At various times, all of us have suffered from low self-esteem, which causes us to engage in self-destructive behaviors. But it's a tragedy to have collective sickness, be victims or perpetrators of crime, and have whole communities that are economically depressed because we don't have love for self and kind. We cannot build a secure community or nation if we are unhealthy. Poor health is a national security threat. Yesterday, Imam Sarad said, when you care, it shows. When you don't care, it shows. This is true for how you think about yourself just as much as it's reflective of what you think of others. Imam Sarad also encouraged us to show we care by resuming the pace of our dawah efforts. When we follow the example of the Holy Prophet, we demonstrate a love for humanity with charitable deeds and enjoining one another to be righteous. In a world where satanic influences seem to prevail, it can be a struggle to choose righteousness. Sometimes you come under attack when you try to be of service. Many of the FOI talk about rising above emotion as part of their experience selling the Final Call newspaper. I was tickled by a recent Facebook post that said, when you're arguing with a Muslim and they start calling you beloved, you know things have escalated. When people act other than themselves, that reminder is quite helpful for keeping your composure. As ignorant as they may be, they were beloved by God enough that he sent you to go rescue them from this sin-sick world. Some people aren't so easy to love, but knowing that they are loved by Allah should be what drives us to deal with them compassionately. Dear believers, there is healing power in love. Let's learn to love ourselves and show love to our brothers and sisters by meeting their needs and calling them to faith. It is my sincere prayer that this month of fasting and intentional effort to follow the footsteps of Allah's messenger increases our love for ourselves, 
our families, our communities, and the human family. I yearn for the healing power that only Allah's love can provide. Please help Allah help you by loving yourself enough to steer clear of what displeases him. Take better care of yourself and be a better servant of Allah by using the power of your love to help those in need. May Allah bless us all to receive the healing power of his love and make us physically, emotionally, and spiritually whole. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam, Sister Nisa. I mean, Sister Sophia, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your beautiful words with us this morning. All praises are due to Allah. Thank you. Brothers and sisters, we will now ask our brother, Brother Jalil, to give us what we affectionately call the Hadith of the Day. Brother Jalil. Assalamu alaikum, Brother Mutaka, and assalamu alaikum to all of those on the Umar Reflect Line this morning. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillah, we praise Allah and we thank Allah. And we seek Allah's help. And we seek Allah's forgiveness for he is the best of those forgives. And we seek Allah's help from the evil of our bad deeds and the consequences of those bad deeds. I give open, unapologetic, clear testimony that there is nothing worthy of worship but Allah. And I buttress that point by saying that Muhammad ibn Abdullah is his servant and messenger. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He teaches us, dear brothers and sisters, that the best book, the truest book, the most accurate book, the most pinpoint book is the book of Allah. And the best guidance comes from the Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa Every made-up thing in the religion, dear brothers and sisters, is a going astray, an innovation, a bitter. And every going astray, every innovation leads to the hellfire. May Allah protect us from going astray, and may Allah protect us from the eventual painful doom of the hellfire. Allah whom I mean. We thank Allah for another day of fasting, dear brothers and sisters, fasting in the sense that we can draw closer to our Lord. We thank Allah for another day of sacrificing, another day of praying, another day of standing, another day of contemplation, another day of sacrificing. We thank Allah. And as we thank Allah for those things, it's incumbent upon us to thank Allah for the words that came from Sister Sophia. Words that we can assess and internalize and strive to practice. She spoke about the surah and the ayat coming from surah 331. Well, Allah is talking to the Prophet وسلم, and he says, Bismillahirrahmanirrahim, say, O Prophet, and the Prophet وسلم, says, if you sincerely love Allah, then follow me, and then Allah will love you and forgive you of your sins. For surely Allah is all forgiving, most merciful. If you love Allah, Prophet tells the people, then follow me. And the scholars tell us, the brothers and sisters, that follow me, inherent in that is obeying him, 
obeying what he's commanded us to do. So the recipe is there, dear brothers and sisters. If we want to earn and capture the love of Allah, we got to follow the Prophet Sallallahu We got to obey the Prophet Sallallahu In an authentic hadith found in Bukhari, the Prophet Sallallahu tells us more about this love of Allah. And listen to this hadith. And let this hadith go without you these 30 days and be a springboard for the rest of the months to follow. The Prophet was talking to the companions and he said that when Allah loves someone, he makes it known. He said there was an instance that one time Allah loved someone and he called Jibril alayhi salam, the angel. And he tells Jibril, Ya Jibril, I love so-and-so. And as a result of me loving him, Jibril, I command you to love that person. Jibril then asked him, why do you love him? What did he do during your love? What did she do? What's your reason for loving him? No. Jibril instantly put love in his heart for that person. But the Hadith doesn't stop there, dear brothers and sisters. Jibril then leaves his Lord and speeds off to the heavens and peruses through the heavens and commands all of the other angels and summons all of the other angels to him. Because in essence, dear brothers and sisters, he was the supreme captain of the angels. And he calls the angels there, and they all are there. And then he says, my Lord loves so-and-so. Allah loves so-and-so-and-so, and he has commanded me to love so-and-so-and-so, and I command you to love so-and-so. I command you to love that person. So now that person is loved by Allah, loved by Jibril alayhi salam, the head of the angels, the supreme captain of the angels, and now all of the other angels love him. Hadith doesn't stop there. After Allah sees that Jibril has summoned all the other angels and told them to love that person, Allah then puts love and acceptance in the hearts of the people to love that person, to accept that person. But those persons that love that person, those persons that accept that person, those are the righteous people of the earth. They love and have an acceptance for that person because Allah loves that person. Brothers and sisters, we all should yearn to have that type of a love, have that type of love on us. And the only way we can get it, dear brothers and sisters, is doing what Allah commands us to do. Following the principles of Islam and following the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. I beg Allah to bless us to be of those types of people. I beg Allah that we can allow Ramadan, this month of Ramadan, to give us that type of spirit, to give us that type of tenacity, to give us that type of unique personality that we do and what Allah has commanded us to do. May Allah allow those bounties to fall on you, dear brothers and sisters. 
May Allah allow his favor to be upon you these 30 days of Ramadan. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam, Brother Jalil. Thank you for your words with us this morning and your encouragement with us. All praises are due to Allah. We will now ask our sister Nisa to give us a fast fact in the Nisa report. Sister Nisa. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. I've been witness there's no God but Allah and Muhammad is his messenger. Assalamu alaikum rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. I am so impressed and awed by what Dr. Sophia spoke about. The fast fact for today is self-love is very important and too many of us lead love-starved lives. Allah loves us even if we don't love ourselves. This Ramadan, establish self-love in your life. We want to do our very best to gain all the blessings that come with this holy month. As we fast and discipline our urges, please include self-care, self-love in what you do. This may mean taking concerted efforts to be extra kind to yourself. The following are examples of things you can do this month and really anytime for self-love. One, have a power hour. At some point during your day, give yourself an hour of power. Contemplate on what you are grateful for, what you are grateful for. Visualize what you want to accomplish. Meditate like Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings be upon him, did in the cave. Write your thoughts down in a journal. Do breathing exercises to clear your mind. This can be one of the kindest things you can do for yourself. A power hour. Next, sleep is also power. With Sahur and Iftar being so far apart, and then when we do Tawir prayers, our bodies may require more sleep. Find time if you can to take a power nap during the day. Our bodies need rest to feel rejuvenated and energized to do the most Ibadah worship during Ramadan. Next, positive affirmations. Listen to other Islamic podcasts that inspire you. Listen to things that affirm who you are, but especially who you want to be. Consider saying positive affirmations. I am the beloved of Allah. Set a positive tone for the day. Next, do your best. The only one you are in competition with is yourself. Reflect and make sure that social media is not affecting you negatively. Use social media to reflect what inspires you and elevates your mood positively. Next, do something you love. It is the month of Ramadan, and while we focus on spiritual development, do other things you love, too, that will bring you closer to Allah. He loves beauty, and as the weather changes, enjoy Allah's creation. Watch a sunset to know when to break fast. Visit a garden. Plant flowers or vegetables. Read a great book. Find time to relax and enjoy yourself. Lastly, practice compassion and start with yourself. Be the best you can during this month. Ask Allah for the peace of mind to accept the things you cannot change. Have courage to change the things you can and the wisdom to know the difference. Know that you are in a loving embrace of the most merciful that wants the best for you. Ignore your inner critic. Be kinder and more compassionate towards yourself. These are a few things we can do to show love to ourselves. Think of others that you can share with family and friends. Remember, our fast fact for today is self-love is very important. Islam is not the problem. Islam is the answer. Assalamu alaikum. Rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.
Walaikum salam, Sister Misa. Thank you for the fast fact of today. All brothers and sisters, our reading for today on day three starts with chapter two, verse 253 through chapter 3, verse 92. Surah 2, ayah 253 through Surah 3, verse 92. And you know I'm going to ask my brother once again, Brother Abdul Shaheed Muhammad, would he close us with prayer, Brother Shaheed? Assalamu alaikum. Dear Muslims, let us prepare ourselves for prayer. قل أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين Iyaka na'buduwa iyaka nasta'in Iqdina siratal mustaqin Siratal ladina an'amta alayhim Ghayril maqdubi alayhim waladdalin O Allah, I seek thy refuge from anxiety and grief And I seek thy refuge from lack of strength and laziness. And I seek thy refuge from cowardice and niggardliness. And I seek thy refuge from being overpowered by dead and the oppression of men. O Allah, suffice thou me with what is lawful to keep me away from what is prohibited. And with thy grace, make me free from want of what is besides thee. Amen. I mean, I mean, brothers and sisters, as we close, we want to thank our guest speaker today, Dr. Sophia Shabazz, and her powerful, powerful words with us this morning. May Allah continue to bless you, sir, and your family, and uh, uh, Fountain Bliss uh, uh, Medical Foundation. On behalf of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan and the Executive Council, on behalf of the minister and his family, we thank Allah for each and every one of you and all that you are doing to help the minister to be successful. The executive council, on behalf of my co-host, Brother Akbar, Sister Nisa, Brother Jalil, Brother Shaheed, and our family, may Allah bless each and every one of you. But I want to stop and say on behalf of the mighty men, the FOI, who go out with the final call newspaper practicing what? Imam Sarad said, Dawah, but Brother Akbar said, knocking on doors on behalf of each and every one of you who are demonstrating love, as Dr. Sophia said. And one of the things in the song with Muhammad Ali, they said the greatest of love of all is uh, lear- learning to love yourself is the greatest love of all. So for those brothers, take the final call. Practice Dawah, brothers, on behalf of each and every one of you that are on this line. Let me leave you as I came to you with the greeting words of peace. Inshallah, we'll be talking again tomorrow. As-salamu alaykum. Subhanallah, walhamdulillah, wa la ilaha 